On this episode of Talking Schmidt, Ryan Stieg joins the podcast to talk a little bit about the NHL playoffs that pick up this Saturday. And in our Schmidt break, Justin Kleinard's on. We talk a little bit about the MLB season thus far and also on Aaron Rodgers' most recent interview. I have all that more coming up next. Well, welcome everyone to episode 21 of Talking Schmidt. Yeah, that's right. We're over the 20 mark. We have over 500 downloads already. And my guest is one that's joined me already. Uh, he is my hockey guru, as I like to call him. He's the man who taught me everything I know about shooting hockey. I wouldn't say shooting it, but you at least told me how to like kind of keep up with everything. Uh, my good friend Ryan Stieg joining me here. Ryan, how are you, man? How's everything going? I- I'm doing good. I-, I appreciate that compliment about uh, what teaching you how to shoot it and everything that's pretty good yeah, I, it was one of those things where it was like, I mean, like, I actually physically had to, like, shoot it, but, like, sometimes there was terminology being thrown around, and I was just like, well, this isn't going to work for me. Um, so a lot of times you were able to kind of give me some terminology or be like, hey, you know, this is a certain, you know, he's, you know, you, you kind of kept me on track of, like, what the big milestone moments were. So that was always something, you know, that, that I needed um, if I hadn't been paying attention or, you know, traveling all over the UP, so I didn't really have time to, like, pay attention to like one solid area so yeah that's what i have to give you credit for well i appreciate that so all right ryan well uh well, before we get into hockey, I, I want to see, you know, I know right now I think everybody's just been kind of happy with the buzz that there are live sports back. Uh, we know the MLB season has officially gone underway. Uh, there's a little bit of some hiccups, if you will, uh, in, in the league so far. Not too crazy. We've, you know, we've had benches clearing already and we've had um, some coronavirus sightings and, and things of that nature. But all in all, uh, how do you feel our first almost, I guess it's a full week when this show airs of baseball being back? I, I, it, it feels really good to have sports back. I mean, I didn't realize it just how much I missed it. I mean, I knew that I missed having sports back, but just to have it be able to watch on TV and you know, to see baseball for the first time this season and it's, you know, late July, <laughs> normally we're coming, we're coming back from the all-star break or somewhere on this break. So, and then, you know, hockey's underway, basketball, you know, their playoffs start officially on Fridays. So it's, it's, it's like what sports fans have been waiting for since March. Yeah. It's finally yeah. come back and these aren't, normal times by any means but it's like with these sports back it it's almost like a sense of normalcy i mean it's not truly but like you're like hey sports are on tv again it, like it feels like we're moving in the right direction you know what i mean yeah it's so. like it's a uh, get the sweatpants grab <laughs> grab all the snacks <laughs> bring all the TVs into one room. We're watching everything. Uh, I feel like that's how sports fans are reacting right now. Yeah. Well, well, all right. Stop watching Netflix. Yeah. Baseball's back. Basketball's back. You know, we can, we can get back into sporting mode. So it's good. Exactly. So, I mean, I've been fired up for, I've been fired up for the, uh, for baseball, um, being back. And, uh, again, the same with, you know, as you mentioned, the NBA coming back and we're going to see those live games and, and everything kind of underway, um, down in, uh, down in the bubble for the NBA, uh, the NHL and their bubble as well. And, and some great news out of the NHL. Uh, I believe it was announced today. 
was the fact, uh, excuse me, it would have been announced on Wednesday, the fact that they took, this was like the first time that they took all the tests and they had zero positive cases uh, in the NHL bubble right now. So that's even more good news for the NHL moving forward at this point. Yeah, it's, you know, just to hear that news is just like, hey, we're, we're not going to have any hiccups. We can play the playoff games, and there's no real concern that, oh, now all of a sudden, maybe tomorrow the playoffs won't happen, you know, and we got to push it back and further. So that's like a sense of relief for a lot of people. So, so I know you're big. Uh, before we get into the professional talk, we'll talk about that in our in our second segment here tonight. But uh, our first segment here, one of the things I want to talk about because I know you're very big on college hockey. Uh, you've you've been around college hockey since uh, really the beginning of of your sports journalism career. Um, and like I said, I mean, you were the guy that kept me on task when it came to actually uh, paying attention to, to to the college hockey that we had because we had great college hockey. Um, for the time that, you know, we were in the UP and, and even for the two years I was there, I mean, uh, that I fell in love with hockey because of watching the college hockey that we had up there. But what do we know so far? Do we know anything about season wise? I know it's more of a winter sport, obviously, but have we heard anything or, you know, are, are leagues and, and are they still trying to move around and make sure that, you know, we are good to go when the season starts? Well, as from what we know now, as is probably the case for every college right now is the focus is really on fall sports you want to make sure you know can football start on time if we do it you know how are we going to go about it that seems to be the case and then from what i heard it's like once they get fall sports taken care of then we'll start looking at hockey and basketball and some of the smaller winter sports from what i know right now everything is supposed to go as planned I know the conference I focus on, the WCHA, um, has they've dropped some opponents. I know uh, Northern Michigan, the school that you know I cover and that you're most familiar with from your time up here, um, they dropped their series with Boston University. That got rescheduled for next year. It looks like their series with Colgate, school in upstate New York, that has you know looks like that's been canceled. So, if you want, people have asked me. Do I think the season is going to happen? I do. I think there will be a college hockey season this year, but it might just be a conference season. Wow. You know, it, it, so, and, you know, I feel like, well, I mean, you look at football right now. The Big Ten has said, we're only doing conference games. It's true. You know, the ACC said, you know, we're, I mean, didn't they say they were doing like an eleven game? Yeah, so they're season? doing ten game, uh, ten game conference schedule. They'll have one non conference game, and uh, they welcomed in Notre Dame to be a yeah. part of the ACC for just a little bit. You know, it's it's uh, Notre Dame right now is just kind of like your your fun cousin that your mom says, "Hey, you have to take this person with you when you go to places." That's how Notre Dame's looking right now with the ACC, but. You know, who knows? This could spark a, a new friendship with, uh, you know, the idea for Notre Dame to get in a Power Five and maybe uh, maybe find their, their glory again. Probably not. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I think my reference of the younger cousin is probably the best reference right now for Notre Dame. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect reference, I think. Um, but college hockey's kind of in that same boat. Um, for those who aren't aware, college hockey, especially the WCHA, is a very spread out league. Yeah. Um, you know, you have two Alaska schools, you have a school in Alabama, <laughs> you know, it's like 
how are you going to, I mean, Hockey East um, Conference, where, you know, the Boston schools are, like BU, Boston College, stuff like that, they came out and said, we're going to focus on league play, you know, limiting our road trips to day trips, which is something that the WCHA can't do. That's also something that the NCHC can't do. So they're trying to think about, okay, how are we going to fit in plane travel and all this? So there's a lot of things that need to be worked out. But my guess is, is if your team that you like had a road trip scheduled that required them to fly somewhere, it's probably not going to happen that year. And it's probably going to postpone till next year. I, I just think with, you know, there's so many travel restrictions and you're trying to keep the athletes safe as much as you can. It's just, you might just have to play <laughs> like a, like what baseball is doing, like a regional thing. Yeah. You, know, you know, you you know, you're playing like, your closest six, seven opponents, you know, I mean, it, it'll get repetitive, but you know, that's just kind of, if you want to, if you want a season, this is kind of like the hand you've been dealt. You're going to be able to deal with it. So, so how does, how do you, how do you figure in for Alaska and uh, Anchorage? How, what do they do? Are they just playing each other the entire season? <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing with them. They're lucking out this year in the regard that they're still in a conference. Yeah. L, you know, next year for listeners who don't know, there's going to be a whole new league. The WCHA is no longer going to exist. Seven of the schools and now eight, they announced today they found their eighth school are creating a whole new conference. So that means the two Alaska schools and Alabama Huntsville do not have a conference to play in. So if they want to come back, they're going to be independents. They're, Luck is that the COVID epidemic that has just messed everything up, uh, they're still in a conference. So if they were to pl- strictly play a conference season, they could still be able to compete and have the season that they want. It's just now the WCHA has to figure out, okay, uh, you know, since if we're going to just do a conference season, are we going to have – each team has to play because sometimes, you know, not every team plays both Alaska schools on the road mm-hmm. and each year. So then you're like, okay, do, does each school have to go to Alaska and play both schools? Does each school, you know, get Alaska and Alaska Fairbanks and Alaska Anchorage at home? It's so there's a lot of technical stuff that still needs to be worked out, but I feel positive enough that I think there's going to be a season. It's just, it's not going to be your typical season. And that's true of a lot of sports. It's not going to be your typical football season in college football. It's not going to be your typical, well, I mean, like, like college soccer season or anything. It's not going to be what you are used to. And, you know, that's just, you know, next year it'll probably be back to normal, but you know, it's just, how it's going to be. And, you know, I think most fans, sports fans are at the point where they're, they're taking what they can get as you know, we saw with baseball, you know, it's only a, what, 60 game season. So, all right, we'll take 60 games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm satisfied with that. You know, we'll, we'll take a 12 team hockey playoff. We'll take all the games being played basketball in Orlando. You know, it's, you, you're just so eager to have something back. You're willing to take anything you get. 
Well, Ryan, we're going to take our first break. Speaking of taking things, we're going to take our first break here uh, on the uh, on Talking Schmidt here on episode 21. When we come back, we're going to still have Ryan on, and we're going to talk a little NHL playoffs uh, as they pick up on Saturday. Stay tuned. We have more coming up next. What's going on, everyone? Thank you so much for joining me this far into the podcast. Don't forget, you guys can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on Google Play. And you can leave ratings and reviews along the way as well. And don't forget, on social media, at underscore Talking Schmidt on Twitter, and on Facebook, at Talking Schmidt Podcast. All right, let's get back to the action. Well, everyone, welcome back to episode 21 of Talking Schmidt. We're in segment two now. My guest from segment one joining me again, Ryan Stieg. Ryan, uh, I know this is one of your favorite times of the year, even though it should have been, what, like a month ago, technically, or like two months ago as we get ready for the NHL playoffs. Yeah, the, the season typically ends around like June 15th. So we're uh, we're a little ways behind, but uh I never thought we'd be playing hockey in late July yeah. or August or anything, but well, like I said in the last segment, you know, this is just the hand we've been dealt, so you know, we'll take what it is. And uh, it's it's been interesting so far. Technically, the playoffs start Saturday, but we've had some exhibition games too. So, yeah, we have a we have some some qualifying going on on Saturday. Uh, New York, Carolina starts off. Uh, that's a East qualifying game one. Um, for them, so that's going to kick everything off at 11 a.m. I don't know if that's Eastern time or not. I think my thing's set for Central time, so it's probably noon Eastern time for those of you who are lo- listening in the Eastern time zone. I won't continue to do the backwards math. All right, I will. Mountain time 10, Pacific time 9. Um, but yeah, so we start off with New York, Carolina, Chicago. You'll see them on the first day. Pittsburgh uh, later in that night at 7. Pittsburgh, Montreal um, will be one of the later games. Um, the the next night and then obviously on Sunday, which is something that we, we get to see is we'll have a round robin tournament as well going on with qualifying rounds as uh, our first one will be Philadelphia and Boston. And then, of course, St. Louis and Colorado. We'll see them in that round robin. And remember, for those of you who are like, what's this round robin talk? This is crazy. Um, don't forget the round robin is the one, two, three, and four top four finishers of the regular season are playing a round robin to be seated, even though technically they are technically seated one, two, three, and four. But they're, anyway, that doesn't matter because the NHL threw that out the window and they said, hey, you're going to play for your spots. So uh, we talked about this. The winner of the President's Cup may not be the one seed in the East come up uh, when this all gets started. Yes. Uh, I know it's a sore spot for a lot of Boston fans. You know, the President's Trophy, that guarantees you the top seed in your conference and pretty much home fee- home rank advantage throughout the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but they may not be the case. You know, Boston could drop, you know, somehow to the four seed <laughs> and have to play, you know, could play the conference finals on the road and uh it's just it it's a weird setup um i wasn't a huge fan of that of the round robin um i i mentioned that in the last time i was in the show i wish they would have just kept the seating the way it was right it would yeah you know it would have made a lot more sense i know the four teams on both conferences that are involved are really irked about it but you know it's just they're kind of grudgingly accepting it at this point because at least there is a playoff system. They can still, you know, win the cup. So 
it uh like i said i'm not a fan of it but the playoffs are starting and i guess i have to be okay with it yeah. it's either it's either this or nothing at this point yeah. right so that's how yeah, we're kind yeah. of looking at it um mm-hmm. going into this uh also i want to throw out this uh, throw this out there cuz i know we got a lot of uh We'll have a lot of Preds fans that listen to this. Uh, Arizona at Nashville. Technically, it won't be at Nashville. It'll be in Edmonton. But um, Nashville will have home ice for game one of their West qualifying on Sunday. That game at 1 p.m. And again, I believe that is central time. So uh, for any Preds fans listening to this podcast, they'll they'll get their first shine on uh, Sunday in the early afternoon. So get the snacks ready on Sunday. Um Kind of looking at this and looking at, you know, you know, we, we talked about how we thought the playoffs would go out. You know, in this situation, do you feel like it's going to, do you feel like you have a favorite? Do you think the guys who were on top at the end, or do you almost feel like this is a completely brand new slate because we don't know anything about anyone and how uh, training has really gone? I, I think, you know, if, if the playoffs had started when, you know, they were supposed to, I had some favorites in mind, but at this point, you have teams and players who have probably not practiced with each other for months. So all that records that you might have during the regular season are pretty much out the window. And you have to, you know, you're playing for seeding, as we just mentioned, the top four teams. And at this point, I I think any of them could win the cup because all you got to do is just get hot at the right time. I mean, if you look, go back to what the blues did last year Were the blues, the best team in the NHL. No, of course not. No, but they got hot at the right time. They upset Boston in the finals. I mean, all you real, if you are good enough to get in the playoffs, all you need to do is have everything start to go your way at the right time. I've seen, I mean, there's a couple of years back in 2012, the Kings came in, I think at the eighth seed out in Los Angeles and won the cup, ran the table all the way through. So all you got to do is just get hot at the right time, have a good goaltender, get guys scoring. And I, I really think it's up in the air. Um, the NBC guys today, uh, they were talking about it. And Eddie Ulstrich said, <laughs> I think he copied my mindset, <laughs> but he had the same feeling that I did. Like you, everything any team can win it at this point. There's no true favorite. There may be like the most talented teams, but when you haven't played with your team hockey wise since March, whatever you had going, any momentum is pretty much gone now. So, yeah, I'm kind of fired up to kind of see how it goes. Like I said, I mean, you know, I, I don't think I'll move all three TVs into a room like I said I was going to do, but I might just have all three turned on to one, you know, one sport or the other uh, this weekend because I really do want to see what we're going to see in hockey, um, you know, just because I do feel like it's super interesting because, um, you know, we've never seen anything like this. I mean, we really are getting a chance to, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to say like, you know, anything like uh anything you know like positive like oh yeah look you know because of this you know because of the coronavirus we got this but we are getting a chance to really witness history when it comes to these sports because we've literally never seen a restarted season just for the playoffs. You know, we've never seen that. We've never seen round robin round robins to see, you know, seeding for the playoffs. So um I think if anything, you know, if you're not a hockey fan or you're a casual hockey fan, this might be the time to really just turn it on to see what's going on because it is, you know, going to be live sports. Um, 
you know, do you do you think what with what baseball's doing um, with the you know generated crowd noises, things like that um, for hockey? Do you feel that, you know, do you feel like you need that noise or do you feel like it's going to be one of those things where, you know, even if you didn't have like that simulated crowd noise with hockey, that it would still be something uh, just to witness because of, you know, the sound of, you know, the skates on the ice and the puck going and, you know, crashing into the walls and, and the sounds that maybe you don't always get to hear, you know, it's going to be amped now. It's, you know, I, um, I tweeted about it, you know, yesterday a little bit today, they through these exhibition games, you know, yesterday and today, they're, uh, each team gets basically a warm-up game before this, you know, the Stanley Cup finals, basically. The playoffs start Saturday. So, you know, Philadelphia played a game against Pittsburgh today. Yesterday, you got Carolina played today. And, you know, Minnesota played today. And it was just a, all right, now you can play against competition just to see how you match up against each other. And then they piped in some crowd noise and it wasn't bad. You know, when I, I was wondering, okay, you're in an empty arena for a playoff, you know, atmosphere. Is it going to come off really stupid? And it wasn't, it didn't feel like this is really forced. Like they didn't try to like fake it as much as you think they were going to do. So it, I mean, it's it's weird, but it's not like you you don't want to listen to it. It's not like you're gonna watch the game and put it on mute or something like that. You just you know, it's just it, it it's actually adding an interesting element to it, and uh, it's it, it's unique. And I'll be honest, watching a play watching playoff hockey without fans in the crowd is going to be very interesting because it's. They're, they've done everything they can to make it look like a playoff atmosphere, but it's it's just a little weird, you know, watching it. So yeah, that's what I mean. I've been I've actually not been uh, I, I I've been a fan of of watching baseball. I feel like these uh, the people who are doing the sound um, they deserve raises because they have been they've kept you a little inter. I mean, like you know, it's weird because you you hear the guys when they talk, and you know, I've been able to I watched the Yankee series against the Nationals was the first series that I watched, and uh, um, I believe I watched. I don't know if I got to watch all of Game One really in depth, but Game Two I got to watch. Uh, you know, and Joe Buck was talking about the fact that he wasn't even in the same room uh, with the guy that he was with you know, calling the game. And then Ernie Johnson on Saturday was saying the same thing. I mean, they're literally in two different spots watching these games live and just kind of talking. And Ernie Johnson, I feel like, had the best statement of it all. He said, honestly, we're doing what you're doing at home. So if any young broadcasters are out there, turn the sound off and call the game yourself. And I just, it's one of those things where like, I just kind of like, in my mind, I was like, you know, for someone who has grown up and, you know, that was one thing that I did when I was broadcasting was I would, you know, when there was games on, whatever, I'd turn sound down or, you know, video games did the same thing, called my own games. Um, but yeah, you know, or like even in the backyard, like, you know, throwing and, and, and you know, whatever, or playing basketball and, and acting like, you know, you're shooting the last game, you know, the last shot in the, the you know, the NBA finals or whatever, game seven, you know, and kind of announcing that game yourself. It, you know, Ernie Johnson kind of hit the nail on the head. For anybody that wants practice and act like you're calling a major league game, this is the time to do it, you know. Uh, you have the opportunity to really kind of turn down the sound 
and really just, you know, call a game or, or just, you know, just work on skills, you know, watching in the NHL and just kind of having, you know, these games go get the rosters in front of you and go. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's an opportunity for young broadcasters or young journalists to just say, okay, I'm watching it. You know, they're watching it from their computers or from their TVs and calling it here. I can do the same thing and I can, you know, maybe send out clips for a prospective job. You know, saying here, this is a NHL or NBA or Major League Baseball game, and this is how I would call it, you know, and it just it's a good opportunity in making, you know, making lemonade out of lemons in a way. It's not <laughs> right. the same, but, you know, it's it's something you can do. It gives you it's an opportunity for, you know, younger reporters and broadcasters to take advantage of. And uh, I'm glad Ernie encouraged that. That was a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I might even do it. We might even just get a video of me sitting there trying to call my best, uh, my best hockey game. I, I'll tell you this much: I love hockey, um, and doing like highlights for hockey. Uh, that's probably my most fun. Um, hi- like calling those, you know, just being as animated as possible. Um, you know, my favorite line was always, you know, he went top shelf. That's where you keep the good stuff. It's been one of my favorite lines anytime that I've ever done uh, ever done like a hockey highlight. So. Um, it's, I know it's been used and overplayed and all the, all the greats have used it, but, uh, I just felt really cool when I said that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's everybody, you know, people say top shelf, but it's still, it's a fun expression to say, because yeah. if you weren't, if you weren't following hockey, you'd just be like, what does top shelf mean? And now there's a story behind it. So yeah, it, uh, it, I, hockey's fun. If, if you're, it's I, I tell people who are just getting into hockey that the best time to watch hockey, if you're going to get into it, is playoff hockey. Oh, yeah. Because the atmosphere is insane. But, you know, this year's different. <laughs> there are, <laughs> there's not any fans in the building, so it's not quite the same. But I still urge people to, you know, watch. It's it's In the future, you know, you could be telling, like, your kids when they get older your grandkids hey remember when there was a time when there were zero fans during this playoff series it's like there was once a time where this happened and you can and you can regale them with you know tales from when you watched it back then it it's so and and both the series all the series are going to be in canada um you know they covered up the seats with logos and you know banners and the NHL did everything they could to try to make it look nice. And, you know, normally when you see, you know, like college football stadiums, you know, they'll drop banners, you know, to cover up seats and it looks really sad because, you know, but they, they made it look nice. And uh, so I give as much guff as I like, as I give commissioner Gary Bedman <laughs> as on Twitter and on social media, he really did his best to try to create a good product this year. So, you know, kudos to him for (laughs) making the best, taking a bad situation and making it, you know, slightly better is what he did. So absolutely. Ryan, I'm going to put you in the hot seat here real quick. If you had to put, you know, if you were putting money down, who are you going with to win it all? Well, uh, if, uh, if, if you're putting the pressure on me right now, I'd probably say, I wouldn't be surprised if um, the Blues make it in. 
Um, uh, I, I, I think they're having a really good year this year, and it'd be interesting to see if they'd repeat. It's hard to repeat, but this is a different season. You know, you're literally starting fresh with the playoffs this year. You weren't going where, you know, you played four or five months and you're tired. You're starting. <laughs> it's like the season has completely restarted. So I think the blues have an excellent shot. Um, I, I don't think Boston's going to do it. I know because the president's trophy winner typically doesn't win the Stanley cup. Right. So it's uh that isn't a guarantee for them. So I, I would bet on St. Louis right now but uh other teams i think you could make the case for colorado um i think nashville might need a little a little stuff to go their way they'll have to get a lot of things clicking but they could also make a run like i said you know earlier this is if you're gonna win at stanley cup this is like a perfect opportunity for you because everybody's fresh everybody's this is this is just great. You're basically starting a season, and everybody's in good shape. I, I I'm excited in that regard. I mean, it's hockey, it's sports, and I. It's just nice to have it back. So I, I it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna go with the Blues as well. That's gonna be my prediction. Uh, as a as a Blues fan, I'm gonna just go ahead and throw that out there. Um, All right. I'll, I'll just pick the Blues. Um, if I get any, you know. Anybody mad at me for picking the blues? Whatever. Um, so Ryan, it's been great getting a chance to talk to you, man. This is uh, it's my show. I can pick who I want, so I'm picking the blues. Um, but Ryan, man, it's been great getting a chance to talk to you. Uh, you know, stay healthy, um, keep everything going, and like I said, during this, you know, obviously during this NHL playoff situation, if anything crazy comes up, I'm going to probably reach back out to you again and make some more magic happen here with you. But um, for now, man, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. All right, yeah, it's uh, it's always a blast. Happy to do it, and I look forward to coming back. All right, man, you take care. Happy watching, and happy uh, happy watching the NHL playoffs start up this weekend. We're gonna take our second break of the show. When we come back, it's everyone's uh, favorite time of the show, or at least Justin's favorite time of the show, because he gets to talk. Uh, it's gonna be our Schmidt break coming up, and guess what? Funny Schmidt does return. Stay tuned. We have that and more coming up next. All right, everyone. Well, it is the final segment of episode 21 as I'm joined by Justin Kleinard for the Schmidt break. And I know if you guys were listening, you heard him on last Thursdays. We had some editing things that I had to do, take care of. We re-ran an episode. Justin's been a little hot under the collar, and I've been taking a little bit of a... Um, how would you describe how you've been treating me this week? I'm not going to say it's as bad as China treats the herbs, but it's... Uh, it's been pretty rough. That's how we're going to go ahead and start this one off. All right. Well, how about this? How about I? How about to make it up to you? I'm going to tell two jokes. I'm going to let you choose which one you think's funniest. Funny Schmidt's back. What do you think? You are you down with that? I'm always up to be entertained. Okay. Here we go. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Number one. A guy and his wife are sitting and watching a boxing match on television. The husband sighs and complains. This is disappointing. It only lasted for 30 seconds. Good, replied his wife. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> it's oh it's a it's a late hour here. It's uh hopefully you're watching this after dark. You know what I'm saying? This is uh these are these are adult jokes here. 
Oh, man. I feel bad for him. <laughs> All right, here's number two. Are you ready? Shoot. All right. One day a man came home and was greeted by his wife dressed in stunningly sexy lingerie. Tie me up, she said, and you can do anything you want. So he tied her up and went golfing. <laughs> oh, that- I, I'm going to go with joke number two, Ethan. I, okay. I think that was funny. That, that's pretty good. You, you can substitute anything you want to do. You know, you can go fishing. You can go You can go golfing, hunting, whatever you want to do. So I, I'm going to go with two. I, I thought that one was pretty good. The punchline was pretty good. That that, that poor guy in the first joke, I, I'm still, <laughs> I, I feel terrible for him. Terrible for him and his wife. That's that's awful. Oh my goodness! I I and the funny thing is, is that these were adult jokes, but there was one that we said off air that I found that I was like, we just we can't do it because just in case. I mean, this we try to be as kid friendly as possible here, but I mean, you know, there's a the first one I had was was it was <laughs> only for a dark adult mind, so we couldn't we couldn't throw that one in on talking Schmidt here. But that is funny Schmidt this week. Yeah, the the one told off the air was probably the best, uh, but it but it had some. It, it was heavy adult humor. Yes. Heavy adult humor. Yeah, we we have to we have to somewhat keep this PG, as even though I know most of our listeners are obviously adults, but you know, you never know. Well, well, I, I do know a four, almost five year old that listens. Okay, hey, we do have one younger listener. Then good, we'll leave it at that. All right, man, let's go ahead and jump in here and talk a little bit more about uh, some of the things that we want to talk about. I think probably the, the most entertaining thing, besides, of course, our funny Schmidt, the most entertaining thing that's going on in the sports world right now is we do know baseball's back, and I have two subjects I want to hit you with here, Justin, uh, on baseball. Um, the first one, though, is probably the one that uh, it's probably being talked about more recently. Um, I don't feel it's the bigger story, but it's definitely one that I think we're going to continue to see. How about Joe Kelly of the Dodgers? just going after the Astros last night. He ends up getting an eight-game suspension for what he does, but uh, he threw behind Bregman. He threw behind uh, Carlos Correa, said some things to Correa that we won't repeat here because I don't want to have to get the clown horn out. Um, But honestly, I think we're going to continue to see this. What were your thoughts going in with Joe Kelly? Were you on Joe Kelly's side here? Were you entertained by what you saw? Well, I mean, I think we've talked about in previous episodes. I think everybody knows where I stand as far as uh, cheating or, you know, pushing the limits of, of your sport and the rules. Uh, you know, so everybody hates the Astros, and they're obviously degenerates for doing it. Obviously, they weren't the only team. They were the ones that got caught. Of course, the, what we're missing here in the big picture is was Manfred's response to the Astros. Uh, you know, I think Kelly's going to get more games than the Astros got, but another topic for another day. Uh, hell yes, I'm on, I'm on Kelly's side. That was great. I mean, that's what that's what's great about baseball. Uh, now, I do think eight games is excessive when you only play a 60-game season. I mean, that's like a 20-something game suspension in the regular season. So, I'm sure he'll appeal it, and I'm sure he'll get it reduced to, you know, two or four. Uh, but, yeah, I'm on his side, man. That's great. I mean, that's just – it gives you something to talk about baseball that is not corona-related or how different it is watching the game. It just kind of makes it feel more normal. You know, we have some controversy in sports that actually happened on the field. So it's great. And, and his comment, nice swing, Biatch, that is that is A+. plus. So hats off to him. I do hope he gets it suspended so he can get back as soon as possible. Uh, but, man, you got to love a little bit of trash talk in the game. And uh, 
man, that's the way to do it. You know, sticking his lip out and acting like they're babies. It, it's just great. You know, I think that, you know, they're, of course, they're playing again tonight. Uh, and then I think later this year and maybe September sometime, they're going to play again. So, uh, we'll see. I hope people don't take it easy on the Astros and, uh, just, I hope they just continue to give them heck all year. Yeah, that, that was a, like you said, it was the biggest kind of storyline that we had that wasn't Corona related. Now, having to go back to the Corona related stories, though, um, starting off one thing, have you thought, I've actually been a pretty big fan of the crowd noise. Um, I, I haven't had a big issue with it. And that might be because I am someone, I do play MLB the show. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm kind of used, I think, to that crowd noise. Um, as someone who maybe, you know, obviously this is all new for all of us because we still expect it. Do you kind of feel, um, you know, that there is somewhat of a crowd there when you're hearing kind of that, you know, fake, if you will, crowd noise? Yeah, I, I'm going to take Joe Rogan's approach on video games. That's kind of how I feel about them. Uh, but uh, as far as the crowd noise, I mean, yes, and I like it and I don't like it. It's growing on me. Uh, I think I said a few episodes ago how, how silly it was. Uh, my opinion is changing on that a little bit. Uh, John Wilson needs to turn up his volume and all you other Dirty Bird fans out there. Um, I thought St. Louis has done the best job so far. Uh, you know, of course, they're playing their famous organ that they have there or whatnot. Uh, but man, they, they did a really great job of like adjusting the volume levels by like per the result of the play. Uh, so I thought they did a good job and I think other teams will kind of learn from what they did and the positive, you know, feedback that they received. And so I, it's growing on me. Uh, I, I think it's definitely helping the players because it makes it feel a little bit more normal. Uh, so it, it is growing on me. Not, I'm not going to say I'm a fan of it yet, uh, but it is growing on me. And I think it's a uh, part of this little, you know, partial season the MLB has, you know, they're finding the best the best ways to make it as normal as they can for the players as well as the fan experience. Yeah, I mean, I was I, I was a pretty big fan of the the one uh, up in in Washington with the Nationals. I thought they did a really good job uh, in their series against the Yankees. Whoever was doing their sound was doing a really good job in keeping everybody invested. Uh, I kind of feel when you were sitting at home. I mean, even though you know. If you're not a big fan of Joe Buck, he was the one that was calling the game. Um, so if you're not a fan of Joe Buck, you probably weren't really wanting to listen to it anyway. But the the organist and and the person who was doing the sounds did a really good job in that series. And again, also shout out to our, our guy Ryan Harper, two innings in that one, and uh, he didn't give up a hit, man. Absolutely, so. man. He he was knocking them down. Yeah. Uh, good to see a local guy do some great things. Uh so I, I don't think that's the last you're going to see of him. I would like to see him get a few more innings just because I'm a little biased. Uh, but back to your throws of shade at Joe Buck, if you don't like Joe Buck, that's a you problem. That's not a Joe Buck problem. I mean, Jim Nance gets a lot of credit for being able to do multiple sports, but I think you got to put Joe Buck up there in the conversation with Jim Nance. I think they're both equally as talented at calling multiple different sports, and I think he's way underrated. But that's my rant for this week. I just felt like you were throwing a little shade at Joe Buck. I didn't appreciate it. Uh, I didn't throw any shade. I said that there's a lot of people who don't like to listen to Joe Buck. I didn't say that I didn't enjoy Joe Buck. I just said if you weren't a fan of Joe Buck, you probably weren't a big fan of him calling the game. But I have... Well, if you're, if you're not a fan of Joe Buck, are you really even an American? I mean, that's all I'm saying. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> you know, I, I, have, I, I will have to stand up and say, yes, you are, even if you're not... 
the biggest Joe Buck fan. Um, let's move on and talk a little bit about the coronavirus situation that we do have going on with Miami Marlins. Uh, their season being pushed off. I don't think they'll play a game again until August 3rd uh, due to having 17 people on their uh, on their roster. It's two coaches, 15 players that have all tested positive or at least that we know of at this time. Um it's being reported, at least, that they've tested positive for coronavirus. Um, it shut down the Phillies, uh, shut down the Yankees, and it shut down uh, um, Baltimore. We're supposed to play them, yeah. So the Yankees end up now playing a two-series game against Baltimore before taking on the Red Sox. And the Phillies will also have to sit off because they were the first opponent of Miami. A lot of people upset because it looks like there was like a text message exchange between the players if we should play or not against the Phillies, knowing that they did have so many numbers of people who had, um, you know, been around players who had contracted it. Um, I know a lot of people kind of upset at what was going on down in Miami. What's your take on it? Well, first off, could it have happened to any better team than Miami? Mm. I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, it couldn't have, it couldn't have happened to a, less relevant team than, than Miami, except for maybe, you know, Baltimore. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But, so, you're talking about, you know, what, 15 players, two coaches, 17 people total. Uh, <clears throat> looks like everybody is doing fine health-wise. Uh, out of uh, The MLB has done thousands and thousands of tests uh, since that game uh, on everybody that was around them, multiple tests, obviously. Um, the only positives coming back are the are the Marlins players. Uh, it's it what what I'm seeing right now coming out reports wise, nothing's been confirmed or denied by Major League Baseball. But it looks like you had about four guys, four to seven guys. I, I'm leaning more toward the four because most reports I've read are are referring to four players versus the seven. But anyways, multiple reports, four to seven guys uh, went out on a town uh, at one of their stops along the way. Uh, and contracted the virus while they were out deviating from the planned areas that they were supposed to be in. So it looks to me like the reason why coronavirus has entered into their clubhouse is because they deviated from the plan that the Miami Marlins had, as well as Major League Baseball. Good news is it looks right now is to be just confined to that team. They'll be out a little bit. Hopefully they can get back. They've got some great protocols and procedures in place. Uh, for if something like this was to happen, it is not cancel the season, shut it down type of dramatic Corona bro stuff that you're seeing on social media. Everything's going to be fine. Players are going to rebound. Hopefully the coaches will rebound as well. Everybody's going to be good and healthy. They will get back to playing baseball soon. Uh, but the really good news out of this is it doesn't seem to have been given to any of the players on the opposing team. And I think that's the key point here as we get ready for the NBA to start back up, the NHL to start back up, uh, and as well as from football and college football this fall, that is a really good sign. And I think it just shows the importance of people making smart decisions in their day-to-day life, whether you're a professional athlete or not, to try not to catch this virus. Well, let's talk a little bit here about fantasy baseball because I know that you, you I, I feel like you want to mention one thing about fantasy baseball. Um as we go on here, as uh, I'm pretty positive, let's see. Uh, you have a 391 currently. This is uh, this is right now 391 to 352 uh, lead on John Wilson. 
did you say I had a lead over him? Yeah. I, I haven't checked. Yeah. I wasn't sure. 391 to 352. And as I just said that, I was actually going to brag on the fact that I was coming back against Cody yeah. and uh, Christian Vasquez from uh, Boston just hit a home run, so that was great. Um, yeah, so go uh, ahead, uh, talk uh, about your 391 to uh, 352 lead here if you want to on John Wilson. Yeah, so, you know, trying to really learn, research, trying to figure out this fantasy baseball, uh, man, I made some good roster moves early on, like James uh, McCann from the, from the Sox. Uh He's only 6% rostered. I picked him up the other day. His first game that he played for me, dude dropped 19 points. That's great roster management. I mean, I don't want to hear anything about luck. That's just roster management. Now, I will say this. You know, Mookie Betts is kind of letting me down. Uh, you know, we're, we're just glad if we can keep him in the positive numbers. Uh, but, it, man, it's been a huge uh, learning experience. had no idea about it. Uh, unfortunately, you know, John's going to have to take the L this week. Because he's just playing a superior, you know, team owner for fantasy baseball. Uh, you know, just a great roster manager and somebody that it doesn't take me long to pick up on things. Uh, so, you know, it is unfortunate for him. He's going to have to take that loss. Uh, but, you know, the following, you know, matchup, I, I think that person is going to learn quite a bit too those two weeks. Well, I'm looking at our scoreboard right now. I don't know if you've seen this or not because I know you're you're very focused, obviously, on your matchup with John. But I, I do want to let you know, Brian Brake, 561 points. I mean, he is just yeah, but, running away with this in this week with total points. Yes, I have seen that. Um, we're we're going to have to do a league investigation into him. Uh, <laughs> something, something's not right there. Uh, uh, you know, again, he does have Freddie Freeman on his team. Yeah. So that's probably the difference maker. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously as a Braves fan, somebody I would like to have had. Uh, but, you know, he, man, he, he's done well so far. You know, he's got a local guy, somewhat local guy from down the road in Smyrna, Sonny Gray, who, who's done well. I mean, in his two outings, you're looking at 29 and 26 points. Whew, he is on fire right now. So good luck to him. Hopefully I don't have to see him for the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think you see him fairly quick, actually. Um, I want to throw that out there. I'm pretty positive you do see him uh, in the next like week or so. Uh, but going on with that, uh, I was—I mean, I'm pretty impressed. I think our, our first, you know, for all of us, you know, uh, I think John was really the only one that drafted, um, had played before at least. And so at this point, you know, I, I feel like we're all kind of doing pretty well. We have some pretty close matchups. Um, I just know John's... Uh, I think he's uh, been a little bit, you know, not happy with his team. But, you know, I think more than anything, it's just because he's playing you. Um, if he was losing yeah. to anybody else right now, he'd be all right. Yeah, don't sleep on John. John, John I, I would say John's got a few tricks up his sleeves to oh, yeah. get him a little bit closer as uh, this matchup goes on. So I, I wouldn't count him out just yet. All right, man. So I know there's another topic we want to talk about. One of those, and, and major, kind of a major one that you want to talk about is uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, kind of speaking, not for the first time since the Packers drafted Jordan Love, but probably one of the most in-depth interviews he's given since Green Bay um, made that that pick uh, where they moved up and grabbed Jordan Love in the NFL draft this past year. Um, you obviously, uh, you're not always the big fan of Aaron Rodgers' character or him as a person, um, more particularly uh, but for me, at least, you know, I, I heard the interview, um, you know, I mean, 
I, obviously, you know, I, I think we all can kind of see the writings on the wall that in Green Bay, you know, for them to move up and get Jordan Love, for them to get, uh, you know, another running back, you know, and not really focus on the positions. When you think of where Green Bay was last year, where they were one win away from playing in the Super Bowl, uh, to now how they came out and drafted. Um, they stacked late with offensive linemen. They ended up getting a Hall of Famer's son late in the draft and John Runyon Jr. Um, just, uh, you know, I, I listened to Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I, I feel that, you know, I know that the way that you listened to it was a little bit different than I did. Um, I know that Aaron Rodgers, when he says that he knows how Jordan Love feels about this, he does because when he was drafted, they were already telling Brett Favre, hey, man, like, you know, it's 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 long you know it's happy trails you've done well for us but you know we got to move on we got to you know find the future uh he did mention you know that year when Favre did end up you know the year that he got drafted Green Bay was 10 and 6 um but they were a wild card team that year um and I believe they lost in the wild card that year where Aaron Rodgers and company were 13 and 3 playing in the NFC championship game so a little bit different when you truly look at it. But then again, if you are a coach who finds a quarterback and, and find maybe a diamond in the rough, which Aaron Rodgers was somewhat a diamond in the rough for a lot of quarterbacks, uh, you know, going into that draft, that's why he fell uh, in that same draft. You know, I, I do feel that he does know how Jordan Love is feeling right now. Um, but I think he also knows that maybe his time in Green Bay isn't as long as he thought it was going to be. Well, Okay, so here here's the deal. Um, when first off, I feel like the Packers reached on Jordan Love. Nothing yes. against Jordan Love. I just think they reached. I think most people feel that way. Now, if ten years from now he's won a couple of Super Bowls and he's a perennial playoff player, then they look like absolute geniuses. Um, but the way the NFL is set up now, with the way the salary cap works and the way that these contracts are just Go, come going through the roof right now, especially for quarterbacks. Um, you need to have a quarterback on a rookie deal and on a deal where you can pick up that fifth year option. You look at you know what the Kansas City Chiefs were able to do with Mahomes on that rookie deal. Now, of course, they just you know signed into a massive deal. Uh, but the best thing is to build around a young quarterback who you can afford. Uh, and so it's a business decision. And Aaron obviously is a very intelligent guy. And he understands that. Um, I think the difference here is, you know, I don't – Favre didn't have as many years left as Aaron Rodgers had. Right. So I think the timing is a little worse. Uh, now, that said, I'm telling you right now, Aaron Rodgers will not play for the Green Bay Packers next season. Not a chance. Mm. Um, because I don't believe that one bit. They're going to have to get Jordan Love in there and get him in there quick. You don't sit a quarterback for more than a year. And honestly, if I was a coach or a GM and young like the GM and the coaches in Green Bay now, I wouldn't be patient enough to wait a year. Uh, but here's the thing. They were two shellackings from the 49ers away from being in the Super Bowl. Um, and they did nothing to address the needs that they have in the draft or in free agency. Which that shows me they're not committed to Aaron Rodgers long term. So I think it's another year. Uh, they're gonna, I'm sure they're going to want to trade him. Uh, they're not going to be able to trade him because of his contract. Um, a team's not going to pick up his contract. Ultimately, they're going to have to cut him. He's going to give him a lot of dead cap space. Uh, but they probably will end up cutting him uh, sometime right before the draft next season. Um, 
and then it's going to open up Pandora's box for Aaron Rodgers and where he goes. Uh, I'm going to go on and tell you right now, you can call this a bold prediction or whatever you want. Uh, number one on my list is going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, number two on my list is the Chicago Bears. And number three would be the New England Patriots. Um, still determined what Cam's going to be able to do up there. Um, but if I'm Jerry Jones and I have the option to either sign back to a 30 plus million dollar a year deal, uh, or franchise tagging for the second season or sign Aaron Rodgers, I sign Aaron Rodgers. It's a no brainer. Um, so, you know, I don't know if he'll pull the farm and be able to stay in division, uh, and go to somewhere like the Bears, but I'm telling you right now, if you look at the way, at the direction the NFL go, is going these days. Um, Aaron Rodgers will not play in Green Bay next year. This will be his last year in Green Bay. Uh, and I just hope for Aaron Rodgers' sake, it's a very successful one. Yeah, I, I think he'll be there at least um, two seasons. I don't I don't think they're going to get rid of him after one. Uh, that just, I mean, unless Jordan Love literally comes in for an injured Aaron Rodgers and plays his heart out and he is that talented. But I, I don't think, I, I think if we get any glimpse of him, um, I just don't think he's going to live up to the expectations that they really think. Um, and then we're going to have to have another, almost like a Brady situation in green Bay. Um, just, I, I just don't see them moving except, on from Rogers. Rogers has more, he has more gas in the tank. He'll have more gas left in the tank than Brady does at his point in his career. Right. But Rogers. It wouldn't surprise me if Rogers leaves green Bay after next year and wins a super bowl within the next two years after leaving green Bay. And what would be even better is if he could go win one with McCartney. McCartney. Yeah, he's not going to. That's the big I'll thing bet. about being in Dallas. I just don't think he'd want to be around Mike again, uh, just because of. I mean, unless everything that was written was just to stir up a pot, uh, I just don't see Aaron and Mike McCarthy being yeah. a good fix again. Yeah. yeah, but but in times of adversity, a lot of people would revert to priors. I think he's comfortable with McCarthy. And I think also that, that Jerry Jones is willing to do what it takes to win. True. And obviously Aaron Rodgers hasn't had uh, leadership like that in an organization that's willing to go get him weapons. You know, so I, I, I don't see him playing there for, for more than, than another season. I, I would I would just be shocked. I mean, he would, least if, it, there if he was there, if, if you were thinking of him being, like if he was able to actually be there this year, and you truly think of what they did in the draft with getting a guy like CeeDee Lamb and then uh, having already having Amari Cooper, I mean, it's more weapons. I mean, right now all they have really is Devontae Adams, especially since the guy that they did go out and get in free agency has opted out of the season. So that's uh, that's uh, kind of where Green Bay's at right now. So And don't sleep on John Gruden either in the, uh, right. in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes that's going to happen in 2021. Uh because if uh, if Carr doesn't have a great year and Mariota doesn't have a Tannehill emergence in the desert out there in Las Vegas, don't sleep on Gruden to not try to attract Aaron Rodgers out there. Uh, I mean, because Aaron Rodgers has played, you know, how many years has he been in the league now? He's been 12 or something? Yeah, it's, it's, it's around that. Maybe? I just had his numbers pulled yeah. up, actually. Yeah, I mean, I figured a guy like you would know that right off the top of your head. Uh, it's been, it's been a great career, man. Yeah, he has had a great career. And now he uh, he's shown that he can play in really bad weather. So just imagine what he can do if he was at a place, you know, with a dome like in New Orleans or out in Las Vegas, you know, or down in, in, in Dallas where they, you know, they play indoors half – you already know, half your season's indoors already. Yeah. 
so, you know, we may even see him do even better things. I, I think Aaron Rodgers got – obviously, he's got a bright future ahead of him regardless of what happens. Uh, but I think if you're an Aaron Rodgers fan and you want to see him do well, the best thing that could happen for him is to get out of that offense up there. I mean, Matt LaFleur, as a Titans fan, we've seen a Matt LaFleur offense. I'm telling you right now, I don't want to be part of it. And I, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to either. Yeah, Rodgers, 2005 was when he was drafted, so this is actually season 16 yeah. for him. 16 for yeah. him. Wow. Yeah, so he's been, he's been around quite a while. Good yeah. Four. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I let you I let you vent on my boy Aaron Rodgers, and uh, we've uh, we've we've come to a, an impasse here, and uh, that's where we're going to leave it at. Justin, it's been great getting a chance to talk with you, man. Um, uh, we'll get we'll get back onto this thing next week. Uh, anything you want to add here at the end? Uh, pl- pleasure's all mine as always. Uh, and if our listeners have a chance, a nuclear bomb was dropped on the NBA today from ESPN, which is surprising. Uh, about the NBA in China. It's a really long read, but a good read. Uh, so go educate yourself. And it just continues to show just what absolute pieces of trash the Chinese regime is uh, and just shows you that communism is awful. Uh, and just so educate yourself. Go read that article. Check it out. It's, a, it's well worth the read. Again, it's coming from a leftist organization, ESPN, uh, but it has a lot of truth and facts in it. Uh, and it really does not put the NBA or China in a really good light. Uh, and I think some of those players who are calling for a lot of social justice and equality are going to have to stand up for the people in China. All right, Justin. Well, it's been great getting a chance to talk to you, man. As I said, we'll be back next week for episode what will be 22 next Thursday, or excuse Ooh. me, next Tuesday on Talking Schmidt. So we have already gone into the 20s and we're keeping on rolling here so justin thanks again and thank you everyone who's been a part of this and downloaded over 500 downloads since we've started this and we've picked this back up uh, about the mid-may so thank you guys so much for being a part of these past two months of really pushing out some great content again we'll talk to you guys again you'll hear us on tuesday thanks so much for listening